Scuba Obsessed is the weekly podcast. We talk about all things scuba diving from cool new gear, places to dive, and scuba in the news. Scuba Obsessed, episode 50. Episode 50. Has it been a year of talking about scuba diving already? It has been a year. This is the uh, our annual episode. So every year we're going to do another episode. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so so from the... Uh, is it good side still? Good side of town, we have our co-host Jim. It, it was the better side last week, but you know, I've really been thinking about that, and it's really not so much better. Not so much better. We're both on the same side of the river. It's yeah, it's the same. Yeah, pretty much. So I, I should I should introduce you next time as the same side of town. Yes. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, so thank you for turning in. This is the beginning of Season 2 of Scuba Obsessed. I'm so excited that uh, we actually broke into the second season of this podcast. That's right. And uh, what we'll do is we'll do as we frequently do. We're going to jump right on into the news. We'll get that out of the way. We have a lot of good episodes. Uh, episodes. Ah, articles. Articles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Articles. Those those things you. that. That's right. That people write and post on the internet and like to talk. Yeah, there's some interesting ones. So, uh, what we'll do is the first one is uh, we'll, we'll we'll start in the downside, which it's it wasn't completely tragic, but it was a little shocking. Uh, wow, and then we'll work our way into the, the positive towards the end. But the first one is a scuba diver who is a well-known videographer, and his wife survived a an explosion, which was caused by a scuba tank. Uh, Cindy Burnham uh, and her husband, uh, Rick Allen, uh, were home. Rick was out in the garage, and he was moving around, and he knocked over his oxygen tank. So this is full oxygen, knocked it over, and it exploded. It blew the doors off the garage. He caught fire, blew the wall between him and his wife. His wife was in the bathroom brushing her teeth. He It severed his hand and burned 20% of his body. Uh, the neighbor was down the road, was, was sitting at home, and first thought that somebody had launched off fireworks or something and said, that can't be right. Went out and found him. He was in the yard with a hose trying to put the fire off. Right. When the emergency crews got there, he said, no, no, okay, I'm fine. So, no. oh, my. Oh, no, my. you're not. <laughs> you're not fine. So uh, he's in critical condition. His wife uh, only had minor injuries and was released. They've amputated his uh, uh, left arm. That's where his hand was blown off oh and then amputated right below the elbow. But he looks like he's going to be coming out okay. They're still not sure what happened. They're investigating. But this kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, last week we were talking about uh, oxygen and, you know, oxygen scrubbing of tanks. And it sounds like this, I mean, not, not that we have the information to be able to judge what happened, but it almost sounds like this is a case of uh, maybe there's a little bit of oil in it, kind of a little diesel compression going on with an oxygen cylinder. Well, yeah, we don't, you're right, we don't know, but if he did knock over 100% oxygen and uh, the valve cracked open or or any number of things could have caused, you know, some of our experts who are listening in could maybe offer an opinion, but uh, 
Wow. Yeah, he been. But we do want to make sure that it it sure doesn't look like it was a compressed air tank, not a standard scuba tank. It there was oxygen of some form uh, in that bottle. He he was doing his own mixes, so this one was a hundred percent pure oxygen in that bottle, and it tipped over. He knocked it over, and he's been diving for twenty and thirty years between you know each of them. And he knocked over the tank. He's really very careful on it. But that it just highlights to me that, you know, as we approach tech diving and we could be in these situations, how much care has to be taken with this. Because this is, this like, again, this is not your normal air cylinder that had a normal mix in it. This was pure oxygen. So uh, they're going to investigate. And, and we don't know. I mean, it could have been something else that happened. Uh, but... Wow. And the, and the photos, we'll have the link in the show notes as we always do. But if you look at that photo, did you see the one of the house? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's sobering to look at that and, and to see what he must have gone through. Yeah. So, uh, but he's, uh, his, his spirits are high. Uh, they say he's laughing and joking and he's got a good at good attitude. So, uh, hopefully he pulls through this. Uh, it looks pretty good now, but, uh, this just happened, uh, actually today. Or yesterday is when it happened. Yesterday. Today, today he's, he's yeah. in the hospital. So we wish him and his wife the best and hope they pull through. But, uh, you know, just have to be careful. And, and it almost highlights, you know, you know, uh, any moment could be our last moment. So right. good reason it, to go just, out diving. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. The next article is uh, Scuba Investigates Sewage Spill. Divers investigate a possible sewage spill in the intracoastal off Boynton Beach. Uh, utility workers are investigating a sewage spill in the intercoastal waterway and warn residents not to touch the water in the area. And, I, and I'm assuming they're meaning out in the waterway and not at home. Uh, workers found uh, suspicious levels of bacteria in the water, taken samples in a 2600 block, according to the city spokesman. City Utilities Department has shut down an underground pipe and sent scuba divers in the water to investigate. They found a hole in the pipe and bypassed it, he said. It's unclear how much sewage leaked, but there, not boil wa- but there are no boil water orders in the city. Workers are attempting to fix the hole. Wouldn't that be a fun thing to dive in? That brings to mind, you know, we we're talking about different dry suit materials and things like that. Um, those, The rubber suits or the, the NBC type suits that can be totally washed off and sterilized uh i think you'd want one in a case like this yeah this is where a shell that can be pressure washed and sterilized would be really nice uh wow that neoprene would suck that in but if you're going to be diving in those conditions you're pretty much know it and that's what a lot of those uh safety rescue divers have a little bit different gear than what we're probably going to be buying even though a nice viking as mac would would say wouldn't be too bad right right but could you imagine the, the stink bringing that thing home? And my wife doesn't like the smell of the, the river bottles I bring and <laughs> wash in the, the wash tub in the basement. Yeah, that smell does kind of permeate uh, <laughs> everything. Yeah, I, I think I would be run out of the house a little bit too. You're not ah. coming in with that thing. Of course, I get that with the bottles now. I got the bottles sitting in the shower as I... Because uh, I, I, I tend to bring them in with a wetsuit in the tub. This time of year, I can't wash stuff outside, so... I got them in the shower, and I've got them on the, you know, where the, the soap normally goes, or the shampoo bottles. I've got my bottle finds, and some of them have a little bit of river mud still in the bottom. And she says they're stinky. I can't smell them. I, I think she's making it up. Are you? Wait a minute. 
They're they're literally in your shower. They're in the shower, yeah. Well, where do you present your you know, keep yours? Well, <laughs> I'll 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 try that one next time and see how that flies, and I'll get back with you. Uh, I'll have uh, I've got a guest with... room you can come and stay in. I would need it. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So the next article is uh, onward and upward. Really happy New Year. Scuba divers celebrate Happy New Year in bunny suits. Now, a lot of divers over the the New Year uh, started the year by diving, but uh, these decided to do uh, it in bunny suits. They had bunny ears on. Just days into 2011, it's already a New Year's on the horizon. The year of the rabbit. The Chinese zodiac calendar, February 3rd, marks the year of the tiger and starts the year of the rabbit. And even though New Year's Day is still months away. According to their calendar, it seems like some people were already getting into the spirit. And if you click over in the link in the show notes, you'll see a gentleman in a bunny suit scuba diving. <laughs> so, Jim, what do you think? We Now, you know, if this was a free dry suit, I might... Free dry suit I'd be in. Yeah, I think so. I think I'd be in. But, uh... but I'm not showing up in a bunny suit around any of you guys I'd uh, <laughs> there's no way uh, tear me up <laughs> so we you know, as, uh, have a bat and a loser has to scuba dive in a bunny suit or something right right it might help with the uh, like the conditions last week we'll get into that in a, in a few <laughs> minutes but man that would sure stand out you sure would uh, <laughs> Do they have a bunny tail? They, they're they not showing in the picture. Uh, this was divers in Seoul, South Korea. They swam with a school of fish. It's an early celebration, which is observed throughout much of Asia. So if you were born in years 1927, 39, 51, 63, 75, 87, or 1999, you are the year of the rabbit. Excellent. Um, hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't show uh, no, nothing about bunny tail, but I'm sure we could fabricate one up if you were so inclined, Jim. We could we could get one for you. That might seal the deal. I would think about it, I guess. The next article is historic shipwreck find. Uh, scuba team reports an historic shipwreck. A team of Connecticut scuba divers announced Monday that has made a major historic shipwreck discovery involving a vessel once rose to fame in the War of 1812 who championed the phrase, don't give up the ship, first uttered by his friend James Lawrence. That's all that's been announced so far. The group has scheduled a news conference for Friday, which is tomorrow, uh, from this recording at 3 p.m., the Ocean House Westerly, where additional details discovery will be revealed said Charles Buffum, one of the divers on the Discovery Team. The loss of the ship changed the course of history, uh, one of the group's officers had said. Uh, Perry is best remembered for his role in the Battle of Lake Erie. Perry commanded the Lawrence, which was battered by the British, so Perry rode to Niagara. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Okay, I heard. Mm-hmm. Okay. <coughs> so I heard. It's all good. Okay. So, uh... Uh, Perry commanded the Lawrence, which was battered by the British, so Perry rode the Niagara, the National Park Service reports, and finished the fight, the victor. But both those ships were raised about a century ago. The Battle of Lake Erie, according to the National Park Service, one of the most resounding triumphs of the War of 1812. So 
I don't know. I have to admit, I don't know enough about my 1812 history to know what ship it could be. I, I have an idea. They're trying to give you a big hint. On okay, I I just I just sorry guys, I'm yep. jumping in here. Yeah, <laughs> I told you I might. You <laughs> no, no. Recognize I, I, that's rich. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I am an 1812 history buff, and it's the USS Chesapeake. So that's the one that they're going to announce. I, if that's what they found, that is really, really cool. Because the Chesapeake was, um, if I remember right, it was uh, one of the the early, is it American? I think, yeah, it was an early American one. And what they did was it was one of the first ships. It was the first ship in the 18, War of 1812 that lost, I think is what it is. I can't remember my history that much, though. Yeah. But um, it's it's one of those things that... Okay, I just pulled it up. It's a 38-gun sailing freight of the United States Navy, and it became known as the Chesapeake Leopard Affair. That's what it is. In it, It's the ship that started the War of 1812 for the most part. What happened was the, the, the HMS Leopard came in from the Royal Navy, and they said, um, we're not giving up anybody. And so the Leopard fired upon them beyond the war. It was before the war. It was in June of 1807. And it became the reason that the Chesapeake, um, the reason that the War of 1812 was fought. And then it was captured by the HMS Shannon. And that was the part that, that I remembered from it. The Chesapeake was the first American loss in a ship-to-ship combat in the War of 1812. And the cool thing about it was the, 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 the British Navy never lost. They hadn't lost. I mean, it was pretty much expected that if a French vessel and a, and a British vessel came together, that the, that the British vessel would win. It almost was always the case. They were just, they were the, they were the most powerful Navy on the planet. And when the, when the United States declared war in War of 1812, they said, we're just going to put these guys down. Whoop! Oh, did I lose you? No, we're still here. Still um, we're just going to put these guys down and we're just going to make this a really easy war. Well, it turned out that every ship-to-ship battle that we, the Americans, us, built way better ships than they were ever ready to, to, to deal with. And their arrogance kind of, um, they, they were used to fl- just basically, um, uh, what was it, um, Nelson used to say, don't, don't, never mind maneuvers, go straight at them. And that didn't work with us. <laughs> we blasted them out of the water. And this was the first, the Chesapeake was the first time that they'd ever lost to a British ship. Um, consequently, they paid two hundred and twenty thousand dollars for that ship. I just wow. read that, <laughs> so that's that's cool. It's a historically. Oh. I mean, if they found it in divable depths, we'd have to go do it simply because it's it's probably one of the most historically significant shipwrecks next to the the uh, what is it? The Monitor. Yeah. Well, you so. think about it also is that that age. Uh, now, now, where would they have found that? Would that have been freshwater <laughs> or saltwater where they're at? I don't know where it sunk. Um, the Royal Navy took her into service as the HMS Chesapeake, and according to them, she served until she was broken up and her timbers sold in 1820. Now, I don't have the article in front of me as far as what were they saying? They they think they found it, or they? Well, they won't say what they found, but they said um, made a major historic shipwreck discovery involving a vessel once commanded by Oliver Hazard Perry. Um, yeah. So um, they scheduled a, a news conference, but 
it's like they pretty much want you to look up, connect the parts, and say that's what it is. So either that or they've got like a little dinghy or rowboat that he also captained. And oh, that would be funny. <laughs> you get all those media people together, <laughs> and then they go, here it is. It's uh, 18 feet long, has two oars. and <laughs> Yeah, well, he, he did, um, as far as things that he commanded, he did command some things that were very tiny. But where are they, where are they out of? Where did they say they were looking, or did they give you a place? Rhode Island is where they were based out of. Mm. But when they said 1812 was making me think that, you know, could it have been, uh, you know, because they talk about the Battle of Lake Erie. Um, well, the, the, the Lawrence um, was pulled up and raised way back when, and it was turned into um, part of a, uh, a house. And then the Niagara, um they 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 found they they were both sunk on purpose so they knew exactly where they were but it was raised and put into service for a little while and then um i guess it's been broken up into timber but the the niagara the Re- recreation niagara in lake erie actually has some of the wood almost all of the trim in the galley is from the original ship that they took all the wood and made it into trim so cool. yeah it is pretty cool but um yeah i just uh i don't know I mean, his Lawrence would be the one, I mean, he, according to the, oh, I love Wikipedia, you know that, but according to Wikipedia, he is, he had the, he had the USS General Green, and uh, if they'd sunk that, I think it was sunk off of Haiti, and then they had the USS Adams, and later commanded the USS Nautilus, and was given command of the naval forces on Lake Erie after that. So it's either the Green, the Adams, or the Nautilus, if it's a historically significant one, or it's or or it's the rowboat Darren. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll just take that for the the bat is just uh, you know the outside chance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's but, interesting. I just I mean that's what we do when we're doing shipwreck hunting is you just hope that you come across something like that. Yeah, I told you about the time that I dove a, a shipwreck and I was the eighth person on it. Did I tell you what I did to the guys when I came up? Uh. Uh-uh. Hey. I came up and I said to him, I said, it took you, let me get this straight. It took you guys a year to figure out the name of it. And they said, well, yeah. I said, with the name board sitting right there on the port side, as plain as day. You're kidding, <laughs> right? I said, no, you got to sit back a little bit further from it than you would normally have to. But it says right there, it says Charles oh, no. A. King right across it. You are kidding me, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding you. <laughs> I had them going because they were all That's about. rotten. <laughs> it was. But it was it was great. Those guys uh, those guys had worked a year to find a number that actually matched up to what they were were doing, and then they announced everybody what they found. So, but it was just fun to play with them like that. I was just happy to be one of the first people that they let dive after they announced <laughs> where it was. But yeah, that is oh, great. what you could do now with Photoshop, you could actually photo that in and go, "Why didn't yeah. you see that?" <laughs> yeah, how did you miss that? But cool. well, I'll go back to I'll go back to lurking for you, and then <laughs> okay. if I get something that that pops up. I'm gonna jump in again. All right, thanks. Uh, uh, no problem. Thank you. And then also, you heard an, another voice back there, and that was uh, uh, Mac, our our mentor from the Mud Club. Uh, he's he's also in uh, talk. She was acting up tonight, so we have everybody on. And then we also have uh, Craig from Down Under is is on as well tonight. So. Uh, let's let's get to the next article. Uh, the next one was why was the U.S. Navy ship sunk, or historic, uh, or uh, creating a new shipwreck? The USS Kittywake, a decommissioned 
U.S. Navy submarine rescue ship has found a new home in the bottom of the Cayman, uh, bottom of the ocean off the Cayman Islands. I guess you couldn't be in the bottom of the islands. No, you you would. Uh, yeah, that's difficult. So nineteen forty five vintage submarine rescue ship was sunk on Wednesday. Will become an artificial reef and new tourist attraction. I think it's already become an artificial reef. It might not right. have coral already on it, but if it's sunk, it's part of the reef. Forty uh, Seven foot tall ship rests at a depth of 62 feet, and the top deck is about 15 feet from the surface. Yow! <laughs> Hopefully, they got that marked pretty well because that they, you'd hate to have to run across that, wouldn't you? That could hurt. Uh, but the purpose of that was to make it easily accessible for divers and snorkelers. The operation uh, represented the most single significant occurrence in a decade for the Cayman dive industry. Uh, the submarine rescue vessel was in service from 1946 to 1994. Uh, actually, kind of a nice long life for a Navy vessel of that type. Right. Um, and I didn't get the notes. Darren, what uh, what page are you on there? Page. On that one. Uh, for pulling up that info. It's still on the front page. It's got to scroll down below the pictures. Okay. It's all, it's all hidden right in there. Hidden in plain sight. Gotcha. Uh, I haven't watched any of the videos yet, but uh, if you click over, they show the videos of the sinking, which are always cool. I want to be on, we've talked about this in the dive club, I want to be on a boat when it sinks. That would be fun. Yeah, you know, just kind of sit there. It, and it'd be, it'd be neat to kind of, you know, do it upright, you know, have have some lounge chairs or something, and you're just sitting on the deck, have your tank going. And, and the reason you probably couldn't do that, somebody be afraid of it rolling on you and you being collapsed underneath, but man, that would be fun, wouldn't it? It would be. It would be. Could you imagine hanging onto the rail as that thing goes down? <laughs> you could do the the uh, the tight, you know, the Titanic. I'm king thing. of the world. King of the world. Woo. Yep, that'd be awesome. Ah, <sighs> well, that's what we need to do: sink a boat and then do that. Because I'm sure you could do something to make sure that it all it, it went down upright. Famous last words. Hey, hey guys, watch this. <laughs> hey y'all. <laughs> oh, that'd be bad. Yep. So, uh, so, and and thanks to Mac for that one. That was uh, one that he had he had posted. And I had missed it. You know, a lot of times I search for these and they just don't seem to to come up. And then this last of the actual articles is the last or the first, but uh, a project to develop scuba diving trails is modeled after the Lake George State Park. So what they're doing is this one is from the Saratogian. Uh, which I, I love the, new, the names in some of these newspapers. Uh, plans are underway to develop a statewide network of scuba diving trails modeled after the underwater state park that already exists in Lake George. The village of Lake George, representing six communities across New York, from Lake Ontario to Long Island, has contracted the SNR Underwater to coordinate late New York State Underwater Blue Tail Blue Tra Blue Way Trail. Go get it. <laughs> Pilot project. The project's goal is to boost heritage tourism by preserving and promoting significant underwater sites, including expansion of Lake George Submerged Heritage Preserve, New York's first underwater state park that was established in September 1993. In addition to St. George Underwater Trail, it include Lake Champlain, Lake Erie, Lake Ontario, Seneca Lake, and the Atlantic Ocean on the south shore of Long Island. And they have some other communities that are involved 
Uh, so what they're trying to do is create this underwater preserve. Uh, but what I thought was neat is how they're connecting and coordinate this with topside signage and museums. So this got me thinking when I saw this article. That's what we need to do. You know the wrecks like the Havana? Yes. How cool would it to have a sign on land for the non-divers that kind of roughly corresponds? And on that sign, you could put the GPS coordinates if somebody wanted to go dive it, a picture of the wreck, a little history about it, some way to tie that wreck that's offshore into people that are onshore and let them know yes. that the history that's off the coast. Because we got this underwater preserve, but how does anybody not know? People are fishing over it all day. You know, all, all they know is if they're a diver, you're not allowed to take anything. If you're if you're not a diver, you have no idea. Let me let me back up. If you're not a diver, chances are you don't know anything of the heritage that's just a mile offshore um, from any any point on the west coast of Michigan. Yeah. So when we found these wrecks, we know where they are and they're buoyed. We just need to go and find something. You know, like like in in Michigan, we have these uh, you know historic markers, and I'm sure other states do as well. That say you know on this spot and there's a plaque. We need to get some you know something to do the same thing for these these wrecks. There's there's a lot of them out there. Wouldn't that be neat? Like perhaps on the the walkway um, going out to the local pier, you know, facing off in a direction, saying a little bit of uh, information about the ship and in history and you know how far it is out and and I think that would be pretty cool. We'll have to do it. I, just, I got so many ideas what we got to do, but that's another one that we just we definitely have to do. Have to figure out who to talk to on that one. Okay, and that's it for the news articles. We have one more which is on uh, potentially cool gear, and of, of course they're trying blatantly to get a press release. But oh, what the heck? We'll give them a little bit of credit. Uh, this was uh, Liquid Image again. Did you get a chance to take a look at that? I, I did. And, Pretty uh, neat. It, it is. Uh, it's, and, and actually, I think that somebody deserves a free drink at a bar if you come in wearing this. Well, it's one up on beer goggles. Yeah. So it's a, it's a dive mask with a high-definition camera on the top, and then it's got two wings with lights on it. So the Scuba Models uh, does 720p HD video. Uh, this is by Liquid Image, and it's a scuba mask. And I, do they say how deep it goes? I'm trying to see. Um, Liquid Image has had different models in the past. You know, some were just recreational depth, and some went down as far as 150. So you probably need to check them out. And uh, retails for 2.99. And they even give you a, in this article they give you a sample of the video. And then they got one that actually does 1080p, and that's snow goggles and a snorkel mask. So that one's uh, much shallower. I think this is cool. I, I just want I want somebody to try one before me. I hate being the guinea pig. Right. Yeah, like it's this. the thought of, of throwing that. Well, we lost to Jim. Jim? Jim. And that about does it for the news in Cool Gear. So it was the holiday weekend. Uh, you there, Jim? I'm here. What? I don't know what that one was. I don't know. I'm here too. Rich, Mac, are you up? Yeah. Online. Greg? Yeah. yeah, all made it back. That one was an odd one. I don't, I don't know what that was. And Greg can hear us too. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. So where are we at in the program? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it. 
we're about ready to start diving. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to dive. These sidebar conversations are better sometimes than the rest. Yeah. <laughs> so that does about does it for the news. Uh, yeah. So, Jim, uh, we actually were able to get some diving in this last week. We were. It wasn't a lot of diving, but it was diving. Yeah, it was. Anytime you can get wet and and we maintains our it, it gets us it gets us that check mark for January. So right. we're going to dive every month. We got January in the book, so uh, we got a nice string of dives going. Mm-hmm. Got a, a good good momentum going into the new year. That's for sure. Um, the weather in Holland was not as nice as it could have been earlier in the week. It, it was shaping up to be a, a mid-50s uh, for air temp. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to that, weren't you? I was. That would have been great. But uh, it didn't seem to be quite that warm. <laughs> it uh, didn't cooperate. No, it was a New Year's Day, New Year's Day dive. Day. Goodness. Mm-hmm. I, I try and talk. You'll get uh, it. Uh, someday. Someday I'll learn how to talk, get the training wheels off. But uh, a New Year's Day dive, we drove up to Do- drove dove up to Holland. Uh, dive was right there at noon. We, we kind of were the one of the first ones to roll up. We were in the uh, location. But we had to set up the uh, the shanty and the... Uh, the, the coolers and the uh, satellite TV and everything. So we had we had a little bit of setup time. <laughs> yeah. You know, they got to get that plasma hung up on the side of the ice shanty. Right. Uh, but but uh, it, it was pretty good. The wind was whipping in uh, it, almost was, straight out of the west. Chilled it. Yeah, that, that definitely made it, a, even though there wasn't any ice in the water, it felt like an ice dive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely made a great use of the shanty. shanty. Without the shanty, I don't know how. How you'd have been able to make it? Yeah, that twenty it degrees felt like uh, five below. Mm-hmm. But uh, and but what did you record for a water temperature? You know, I haven't actually pulled it back up on the computer, but oh. other people have recorded about thirty-six degrees. Okay. And I have to say that's about what it felt like. Uh, uh, so we had some mud clubbers that dove the night before, and I believe they were recording forty-one in the river. So it everything had actually warmed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, the the visibility for us in Holland was uh, boy two feet at the best. Two feet um, easily. That would have been, you know, I, I could like I could see like the arm that your arm that was near me. I couldn't see the other arm. <laughs> right, right, and, and for a time period, it was it was actually uh, if you wanted to stay in contact with your buddy, you had to stay in contact with your buddy. Um, Darren was leading us around the little bay right there, and I was tagging along on a, uh, one of his BC straps like a like a puppy, just kind of following him around. Yeah, so the the viz wasn't that great. We actually they actually had a great turnout there for that yeah, dive uh, last year. I want to say we had maybe seven eight people. Uh, we had quite oh, we a doubled represent- it this year, I think. Yeah, just the mud club we had Bob came up who did make it last year. Mac was there for this mm-hmm. year. Uh, we had the guys come down from Talking Scuba. They were right. down there also, so it was nice to meet them in person for the for the first time. And then you had the what, what's the name of that dive shop there in Holland? Um, oh, shame on me. See, I, I put you right. In Advanced spot. Scuba is it? Advanced Scuba Advanced out of scuba uh, Holland and paintball. Which mm-hmm. I, I want to see the paintballs underwater. I haven't seen that yet. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But I think altogether we had about 12 divers that went into the water. Yeah, I would say so. And we we had a, um, 
other than the visibility, it, it really was a pretty good dive. Yeah, I didn't, th- you know, in yeah any dive, I, I enjoyed it. You know, a, a lot mm-hmm. of the, I think a lot of the other divers there were kind of grumbling, but uh, you know what, I, I'm I'm happy with what I can get. It was a it was a nice day to get out, visit with friends, get in the water, swim around a little bit. Uh, I saw some pilings, some experience. Yeah, yeah, Max saw some really nice pilings that sound like or unusual pilings, but uh, I think I found more stuff last year. The vids was better. Uh, the wind was coming right out of the west there in Holland that it comes right down the channel and we were at used to be the historic, uh, there was a hotel there, uh, in the, in the thirties. And, uh, as the story goes, the only way to get to the hotel was from a, a paddle boat that we used to come in from Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was really no direct way from the other side of Holland. They didn't have bridges. So you used to have to take the paddle boat, but that burned down. And, you know, and I heard that about the site. I was getting excited thinking that, we might be able to find something neat down there, but it's a, it's a sandy bottom. And, and the viz was actually good for how bad the conditions were. It's probably one of the yeah. first times I've been diving in a river where, you know, we had white caps. <laughs> it, it was the first for me, too. Yeah, there was quite a bit of surge coming in uh, from the lake. Um, but other than that, we, uh, you know, everybody had uh, equipment worked uh, perfectly as near as I could tell. Everything went... Uh, went according to plan everybody in everybody out yeah so the, a, a, a great dive and then after after that we went over to who's that paul yeah I went over to paul's house and, and he you know put everybody up so thanks to him and his wife for uh quite a great spread and and mm-hmm. then we were looking at that little book that he had put together and it, it makes it's something that i'd like to do either in a website or as a book form so he had like every wreck he had dove on and brochures and shots and photos all you know in a nice binder with tabs you know it kind of puts me to shame I, I always want to have something that organized yeah but you never seem to quite get around to to doing that yeah it was it was pretty neat it was you know at any one time there was a group of three four five uh, uh divers people standing around uh looking at that and, and learning about different wrecks that they uh, they would like to visit um very cool experience so mac you still on Yes, sir. Uh, so, how, you know, why don't, why don't you tell us how your dive the the night before had gone? Uh, you you did the New Year's Eve dive. Yeah, uh, probably the in the last thirty five years of doing that, we all consider that to be the warmest New Year's dive we've ever made. So, what was the the air and water temp? Air temperature maxed out at fifty seven degrees, which Whoa. was pretty nice, and. Depending on which temperature gauge you looked at, the water temperature was 41 to 44. But everybody absolutely was no freeze-ups, no problem. We had two snorkelers. They enjoyed the heck out of it. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And uh, we had a little rain when we got dressed. But other than that, it was ideal. And uh, Chris Grohler, who went with us, took a lot of photos, which I think a lot of guys have seen both for the uh, Holland dive and for the night dive. And did I lose you? Nope, we're still here. Nope. Okay. My computer keeps going blurb, blurb, blurb for some reason. But uh, it was a good time. Uh, we're just trying to figure out when we're going to dive next. I think Bob wants to do the next one at Lake 16 once the ice is solidified a little bit. The reason we didn't do Singer Lake is because we had two inches of water on it. Yeah, I kind of figured it had to have been getting a little dicey. It would have been fine otherwise, but it, it did warm up. Right. And right now, like for example, if you do go, if you go to Paw Paw, um, L&E Bay is frozen. Uh, one of the launches is frozen, but the middle is all open. Visibility 
on the west side is lousy. Visibility on the east side is perfect. You can see 15 feet easy. Just to give you a difference of, of the night dive and then two days later, how nice it is out there. Mm. So I, I, I'm ready. I, I, I'm ready for another dive. I'd, uh, speaking of the last dive, uh, let's talk about our next dive. So when, when are we going diving again? Oh, gosh. I don't know. We were, Mac and I were just kind of chatting back and forth about that before the show. And, uh, it's a, probably two weeks out for me. All right. I'm going to pop in here. I'm diving both Saturday and Sunday. Oh. I, yeah, give them the raspberry, somebody, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I'd Saturday love to. Sunday. But uh, yeah. But it's my job. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. Oh, somebody's got to do it. You know, put right. it all the hate going into work, huh? Yeah, we've got the quarry, and uh, and because of the warm water, we're gonna have open water, and um, the visibility was over a hundred foot last last <laughs> week. Your photos in there were absolutely gorgeous last week. Thanks. Yeah, a yeah. hundred foot. What's I just uh, I don't. That well, doesn't... it's really hard to measure, but we have like sites, and uh-huh. and they're they're all about between 60 and 100 feet apart, right? Yeah. And you go up and you're, you're, you're diving, you're taking pictures and you're sitting down there and you're shooting and you've got like, I had a, a friend of mine who was um, on her second or third night dry suit dive. And so she comes, I, I gave her the, the briefing of how to be an underwater model and she was doing it perfectly. And so I'd be set up and then she'd go and do the swims to make sure that she was perfect in the frames. And you can see from the picture, she did a really good job. And then I'd be like, okay, let's go over to the, the motorcycle. Which direction? And you turn around and you could see it. <laughs> and it's like, this is awesome. I don't even have to pull a compass out. Isn't there it is. <laughs> I, when I saw that photo, I was like, Jim, we, we're going to have to get in the car and drive over there right now. Because mm. that was just... Yeah, because we've seen the same thing in, in Dove, other quarries where, you know, if it wasn't for the lines or some dead-on yeah. navigation, you could you could never find the next object. Right. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. So it yeah, is something else when it's like that because you sit there and you go, well, who needs the Caribbean? Okay, yeah, it's four, thirty. It was thirty-seven degrees, but you go, man, this is just. It doesn't get any better than this. If it was this clear all the time, people would be knocking themselves over to dive here. Well, what I'd actually like to do is, uh, like Lake 16, when we dive that, I've seen it clear. In fact, the first time I dove it, it was real clear, but it was ice-covered. So it was dark. And in the, in the summer, it's always dark. You get down much more than 30 feet, and it's, it's, it's pretty dark down there. But I'd like to do it in the winter with no ice on and see if it's lighter. It would be a whole different sight. Yeah, that would that's... Uh... That's what April's about. April? <laughs> yeah, March and April. That's when you get out and dive. We did, uh, I think we did Lake 16 in April, didn't we, Jim? Or maybe uh, I did and you, you couldn't make it. I don't remember. It seemed to get, it grew up pretty quick. Because uh, I can remember the first dive without the ice on it. There was a lot of, like, fish die off, it seemed like. So, I think, was that, when, when, when did I lose my camera in the, in the lake? <laughs> That it was in the spring. Yeah, because I think I picked up the camera at uh, the uh, Ford Seahorse show, which is coming up here. And uh, uh, I think I got in the, the, we did the river dive, which was so terrible. And yep. then the very next dive was uh, Lake yeah. 16, where right. I promptly lost it. <laughs> Whoops. So, so uh, Darren, did you say we're going to go to the quarry this weekend? Oh, uh, I'd love to, but uh, my daughter has a, a um, swim meet. I have to go run off to, so 
Has she been winning? She's been knocking uh, seconds off her time every week. This is, uh, I mean, she's done swim team for a few years, but this is the first year where she's really been, I mean, she's always been serious about it. I mean, I'd, I'd love to, I mean, she's got like negative percent body fat from swimming all the time. But uh, she's really her times are just improving. It's it's kind of gets clicked, so it, that's exciting to see. And she she's doing well, but she's not she's not winning. She's about middle of the pack. But well, as long as she's it. improving, it makes you want to go there. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> it's I not, think, it's not, honey. It's okay. I'll be there to console you afterwards. But I have to, and hopefully right. there's nobody listening who's a real fan of swimming. I have to say that is the least spectator friendly sport that there is. <laughs> and yeah, you know, and, and we're, we're we're at pools where they have the bleachers and stuff, and it just goes on and on and on and on, and it's a hundred degrees in there. And I and I like saunas, but it's it's tough. The bleachers are hard, and it it just doesn't move. And it doesn't have it doesn't help that you're standing there staring at water, going. And if I only brought my dive gear, I'd get a better look at this whole thing. I could be practicing my buoyancy. I could be yeah. doing all sorts of stuff. I taught a class one time with a with a um, swim practice above our heads, and that was just cool because it was just they they were down there waving to us and mm-hmm. <laughs> hi, how are you? Having fun. a good time. Oh yeah, I I wouldn't mind. I, in fact, that'd be that'd be kind of fun to do that. Yeah, but yeah, and then Craig in the chat room says swimming is <laughs> more boring than curling or sink swimming, and I, and I have to agree. It, it was, you know. I actually uh, have to admit that the last time I, I actually bailed on my on my daughter halfway, I got I got an emergency call from work. I had to go in, and I was like, "Thank you." You know, maybe I can time it. So, a bad thing to say, but uh, yeah, not not the greatest sport. So, if if you're into swimming, that's just exercise to get ready for scuba diving. Amen. So yeah, I don't know when I'm when I'm gonna dive. So so Jim, you're you're not really on for this weekend either, huh? Not this weekend. I've got uh, uh, I've got some honeydew things I've got to get done. Yeah, and then the following weekend we're we're heading up to Grand Rapids to be on another show, which is the Talking Scuba. So I was wondering, is there a spot up there we can dive? You know, Grand that's Rapids? a good good yeah. thought. Yeah. Yeah, that same place we talked about last year, the scuba shop up there. The Scott uh, Moby's. Yeah, Moby. It's right behind it. Yeah, uh, I have to see. I'm not sure where they're recording. If that's going to be in the location or not, we'll have to ask them because I'd I'd certainly love to. You know, if I'm going to be gone, uh, uh, fit fit a dive in. So, right. And then yeah, and if, there's uh, Gull Lake on the way home too. If we decided to do that. Yeah, yeah. If we had to, we could do Gull Lake, and that would be a nice one. I bet that's going to be clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we could have, of course, we could have ice too by then. Right. Just bring a chainsaw, and you're all good. Oh yeah, we got chainsaws. Yeah, just bring yes. the stuff. I mean, this that's this time of the year. If you're going to a place you can't see, then you just uh, you bring your chainsaws, your lines. I mean, I know that the quarry is going to be open water this weekend, but it's still going to be in the back of my truck. Quarter pound just, chunk of TNT will open it up real well too. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it's hard to explain the dead fish. It's an abnormal die-off. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Spontaneous uh. combustion underwater. Okay, well, I, I think we did it for for that. So another year started, season two. Yes, it's in the Where's game. The joke? Where's the joke? You ready for the joke? I don't think this is the first time I've actually had a request for the joke. <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. 
Yep. So I do have a joke. Let's pull it up here. This, I think I got a joke. I had a joke. <laughs> Maybe that's a joke. Oh, here it is. I just, I got to scroll the right way. I, I need somebody to help me figure out this mouse thing. So, so, uh-huh. er, so er, everybody ready? We're here. I'm ready. Okay. The captain of a dive boat is visibly distraught when he pulls into his boat slip. The doctor in the neighboring boat notices this and asks him what's wrong. The captain replies, I think my parrot is very sick. The doctor offers his service and the captain accepts. The the doctor examines the bird closely and after a short moment informs the captain, I'm sorry, this bird is quite dead. No, no, it can't be, cried the captain. Are you sure? The doctor thinks for a moment and calls in his pet, a Labrador retriever, which sniffed the bird shook his head and walks away. Next, the doctor calls in his cat, which carefully walked a circle around the bird and also walks away. No doubt about it, said the doctor. This is a dead bird. The doctor reaches in his pocket, pulls out a pen and a pad. He wrote out a bill and handed it to the captain. Eight hundred dollars, the captain cries. That's correct. I'm charging you for three procedures. There's my opinion, a lab report, and a cat scan. I guess that's a good way to start off the year. It is a bad joke. So, it's logical. <laughs> so until next week, go out there and get wet and dive safe. Can. And then we'll do the after-show <laughs> talk if anybody just wants the... I like the lab report. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how my doctor bills. <laughs> People no kid late to that. Oh. So I can't believe you're going two weeks without diving. Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, about... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Technically, weeks. I guess it could be. That's cutting it close on the disintegrating. Uh, yeah, it, it, well, it starts to get thin. Yeah, and the water like replenishes it. So. Yeah. But Dehydrated the, uh, like a freeze-dried banana. <sighs> yeah, I'm actually diving not only this weekend but next weekend too, and I'm probably going to throw the the uh, aquarium in halfway between that. Oh, the, hit him with a bang stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need. Oh, you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to give you a, a pitch, Rich, for your oh, show. That's all right. Yeah. Let me get it. Let me actually get it working right. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you call this this week your uh, your first week? Yeah, I did. Okay, so so you're now out of beta and you're into. Yeah, I just yeah I said it was my first week and it'll, next week will be my first live week. <laughs> but yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. congrats. That's it's great. There's um and I talked about I mean back to back I talked about the uh, kitty wake a little bit and uh, I'll probably steal that um Oliver Hazard Perry thing from you since they're gonna announce it on yeah. Friday and, uh, or tomorrow so I'll have that yeah that'll and be then good. yeah so next week I'll be ahead of you and then the week after that because the aquarium I'll be behind you so I'll be coming <laughs> in on Friday I, I'm not gonna be able to do the every Thursday night or the every Wednesday night I just it's not gonna work for my schedule because yeah. there's too much mm-hmm. stuff that rotates through. So it's going to be, I'm going to try every week. And then uh, 
I think since I'm in downtime, I'm going to try to record like four shows mm-hmm. that are in the box that I'll get somebody to come talk to me and just have them where I'll get people to talk about diving or talk about something they're into or talk about exciting stuff. Like I'll have someone talk about, I mean, I've got a pretty decent Rolodex of people I can talk to and we'll just talk about um, things and, and make it a, a pre-recorded episode. So if mm-hmm. I ever miss it, I can just put it up. Yeah, that's what a lot of podcasters do. I mean, that's one of the great things about podcasting. We're actually unusual trying to do the the live stuff and then podcast. Well, something I've been looking at is because you can dial in from your phone. I've been looking at a way to be able to dial in. Um, I mean, I, my laptop is only one of those uh, netbooks, mm-hmm. and so I can't plug a microphone into it. Now, oh. I have I have a... Um, uh, USB mic that I'm going to try and see if that'll work. But I, since I can't plug a microphone into it, I can't use Skype because the sound quality would be just awful. But I want to figure out before the Shipwreck Festival how to do live. And so at the Shipwreck Festival, I'm going to have a table. And if I have to carry all this crap from my house over there, I'm going to I'm going to do a live show um, from there. At least record it live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's recorded live to be played later. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I never. I it, it's it's only so much time in the day too, because I was amazed at how much prep time it took for me to get ready for something that I was pretty ready for. I know not to give you crap anymore when you come when you're late. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. Well, the, today was tough. I, I was a I was surprised I made it. Oh. Matt, did we lose Mac? Is he not there anymore? I guess he did. Mac, yep. Well, yes. I just had to. <laughs> we, we caught him snoozing. Uh, or snacking. Out of the room. Out of the room. Oh. What did I miss? Oh, Let's... we were just talking about diving. Actually, <laughs> missed the actually missed the boring stuff where we were talking about uh, computer stuff. Now we're talking about diving. Now, how about that bottle? I you found a three-sided. Yeah, it's bottle. If you look at if you look through your the the um chat that you've been ignoring. Yeah. There's uh like if you look up there's um right when we were talking about Facebook it wouldn't come up by the way oh it wouldn't okay nope. it's probably many times let me think of how I can do that um let me well, if well I just, would like to come down and dive that area yeah Good well out I got I got the uh I got the supreme the guy that gave me permission to dive it he's like man don't bring a lot of people I'll have to put the kibosh on it and and I'm like okay well. How many is a lot? He says, if I get a complaint, you're done diving. And I'm like, okay, that's good because I don't think I will get a complaint because we go way early in the morning and we're going to winter. So we're basically going to have to cut out summertime diving there. We're just not going to be able to do it. Is that the but I was, that's No, that's at this park. It's it's There's no swimming at the park. You're not allowed to swim. You're not allowed to get off the water. And what he's worried about is, hey, those guys are diving. I can swim. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And you're just so kind of a. That would be the complaint that they get. So I'm I'm sitting there um, at I'm pulling up and I'm, I'm dressed in my undergarment on sat- Sunday, right? Completely dressed in my undergarment from head to toe because Saturday it was fifty something degrees when we arrived at the quarry and it was twenty degrees when I stepped out um, of my house to get into the car <laughs> and load it. So I was just glad I didn't I was I wasn't um, ignorant enough to leave everything in the car because I had a frozen ball. But I uh, I get in the uh, I get in the water or I get I'm driving up to this thing and I'm like uh, I'm all paranoid because he was like well if you get a cop that comes pulled through there and tells you not to dive you can have him call me so you don't get arrested but I'm not gonna tell him that you can't die I'm not gonna tell him to make you dive so I'm pulling up and right at the light there's a there's a squad car a cruiser and uh, I look over and it's a guy I certified 12 years ago <laughs> <laughs> that comes so in I, handy. So I rolled out, and he's still on the dive team, and I supplied him gear about five years ago, but it was like I, I certified him 12 years ago. So I rolled out, I beat my horn, I rolled down the window, and he's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going and diving over at the park. And he goes, he goes, really? I'll follow you over there. <laughs> so, so, so he follows me over there. We talk about all the spots that he his team has been diving and where to do it. And he goes, oh, man, we don't care. Drive in like you own the place. Go down by the water if you want. And I'm like, I'm not pulling that. <laughs> I'll walk because it's a big hill to climb down to get to the water. So so he's like, no, drive down like you own the place. So then my buddy, because I couldn't get anybody but one guy to come, my buddy pulls up, and he knows that we've been worried about the police officers stopping us. <laughs> and stopping us from diving. So he pulls up, sees this cop standing there, standing there talking to me. He says, oh, crap, it's already up, and we've only done <laughs> one dive. <laughs> and so uh, now we're talking to him, and he's like, he's like, he gives me his card, and he goes, you know what? Here, put this in your cell phone, and if anybody gives you a hassle, you have them call me if you can't get a hold of Mike from the from the other department. And um, and it's like it's it's actually under the jurisdiction of the county, but the, it's patrolled by the um, police. So there's all sorts of who knows what, but if they get a complaint there, I mean, they don't really care, but I mean, I'll tell you what we were, we've been finding a lot of modern stuff, really modern stuff. And when you dig, you hit bedrock four inches into it. So everything's on the surface spread out over a big period. But I found this bottle wedged in between two rocks and I looked over and I said, that's a triangular bottle. And, uh, you know what I can do? I know what I can do. I will post it. Uh, just show it on your video camera on Skype. Uh, no, I, um, what can I do? I can, let me find that photo. And what I'll do is I will click it and edit it and I will make sure all the faces are out of it because I don't want anybody to know where we're diving. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking at those New Year's Eve, those New Year's Day dive pictures you had, Rich, and those are absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm getting pretty good at this photography thing. Yeah. Uh, Like you got the one where she's, she's behind the traffic light. And you yep. got the whole bottom behind her, all visible. And let me see. And it's 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 been a fun challenge to get to. I, I finally have gotten to the point where I think, as far as the still pictures that I'm going to be able to. I mean, I'm not. This is this sounds so arrogant, but I'm going to be able to rival um, some pros now that I actually be able to go and say, okay, I'm a I'm a, I'm a professional. Look at me. Where did I put that? I just saved it as. Where did I put it? There it is. Open with picture manager, picture crop. It's going to be a small picture, but it's not my picture, too. And the guy that took it is actually a professional photographer. So I don't want him to go, oh, man, you stole my picture. I'll save, close, and uh, where can I put it now? You guys couldn't pull it up off of Skype. Oh, yeah, I know what I can do. I can... uh, 
there is there it is photos of me facebook scuba obsessed we're going to the scuba obsessed site or on facebook okay and photo upload a photo browse and this is where you guys all in temptation i should throw out some treasure picture that i have or something oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> no i'm just teasing like something that mel fisher found not something that i have i like your new tanks did you like that yeah that's I, cool I just, is that gonna I, be your logo ah it'll be one of them i think what we're gonna do is have like you know four or five different logos that we can we can pull up as uh as needed so but i i just was i this is an idea that came to mind i said you know What's more extreme than doubles? And I said, and I thought, well, how about triples? And, you know, I, I think six tanks, that's, uh, that should about do that's it. That's pretty obsessed. Oh, it's not loading. Why isn't it loading? Oh, we'll try again. Let's back up. Oh, it did load. There you go. It's a tiny picture, but mine is the one on the left. And it's not a blob top. It's a spin down top. Sorry. I thought it was a blob. Okay, let's see. Hit there. Oh, okay. Yep, it came in. Ah, yeah, one, nice. Yeah, the one on the right was one of Andy's um, ones that he found. I like the tops that are like that. Just I, I really do, too. Nice. They're like the cork top. Yep, and then this one had looked like it had a big, huge, like a, it wasn't a real cap. It was like one of those big, huge, weird um, twist things. But it says um, the mercurial ointment, and then it had, it was like, so this is mercury, mind you. If it says mercurial ointment, and it says for your mouth and tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! (laughs) That'll get you going. Yeah, so, but it had, you're looking at one side, and if you look, it's a triangle back. It's not a great picture. When I get it cleaned up, I'll take a picture of it and put it up there. Yeah, I've... I've I've started to collect uh, similar bottles of the same type, so I I think I've got about four ketchup bottles now. And my my wife's like, "What the heck are you gonna do that?" I said, "I want to get enough to make a ca- to refill them as a case of ketchup." Nice, <laughs> nice. But yeah, that when you come across something that's embossed like that, and what I'm finding, and this is this is the part that I'm just kicking myself is. I'm finding these guys that are brand new, they're picking up everything. And, and, and Mac, you could probably figure this out where I'm going with this. But they're picking up every piece of garbage that's out there. And I'm like, I wouldn't have picked that up. And then they turn it over and it's freaking embossed with this lion or this this <laughs> diamond or something like that. And I'm like, that's a brown bottle. That is just a, that I, I threw that away as a as a uh, Budweiser bottle. Yep. And it's, yeah, like, that happened to me about a couple of times ago, didn't it? <laughs> sure did <laughs> and it's just it's it's crazy because you're like i didn't pick that up because the budweiser bottle okay you guys game on i am picking up everything there's gonna be nothing it's gonna be <laughs> like stripped down to the bedrock and i'm gonna bring four lift bags with me <laughs> jim maybe that'll be the next scuba obsessed logo yeah. is, uh, is a catch bag that's like about uh, 100 yeah. gallons that's right <laughs> a yeah. wheelbarrow underwater that's all, that's all reason why i i don't bring everything up is i just you know, after you get about eight or nine bottles, and then the, the bag's dragging on the bottom, and then that's you start... why you use a lift bag to keep the bag off the ground. Well, you know, it's really fun. What we did here was, um, it's only in fifteen to twenty feet of water, right? So what you do is you go fill up your bag, and you come back and you start loading it on the beach. <laughs> and so we were loading them up on the rocks. I mean, it, it's really fun. The only bad part about it is we had to bail water on top of them because they all froze. Oh, <laughs> stuck together. But um, I came up because my mask was just leaking, and I don't know what was going on, but it was one of those just annoying leaks where you're going, this is just bullshit because the water is so cold. 
and you climb up and I, there's a pile of bottles that, that my buddy had left up there. And I'm like, that's a good idea. So I emptied my bag and went back in and then came up and emptied my bag again and went back in and came up and emptied my bag. And he was done. He says, I'm freezing. I'm done. I said, I'm going back in. <laughs> and that's when I found the uh, found the triangular one. So he was all bent out of shape about that because I went in after he, he had called it quits and found that one. So is he dry suiting it? Yeah, but uh, but a lot of these guys that are not are new to winter diving, um, they don't buy the three fingered mitts. Oh, okay. Because uh, they're 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 not used to they're not used to they 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 feel that they can't get anything done, so they they don't practice in them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't want to lecture dive buddies. That's just not something that I'll do. If you're taking a class from me, I'll tell you all about what you should be doing and tell you you're stupid for not doing it. But if it's a guy that I'm diving with and really need a dive buddy for, I'm not going to alienate him going, dude, I can't dive with you because you're not diving three-fingered mitts. No, I'm going to let you dive and I'm going to tell you that I'm diving three-fingered mitts and maybe sell you a set of dry gloves later. But I think I'm going to go. I think this is the year I go to dry gloves. I just, I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> one of the shops around here had they they called them like a semi-drive glove which i really liked because it was very it seemed to be a little bit more flexible than my five finger or my three finger which it seems like i i struggle mm-hmm. sometimes to get on uh i liked it but they they got like five of them in and i'm like okay well next time i'm in i'll get them they sold out of them they've never gotten them back in yeah, a lot of that stuff, though, is a blessing because I've done that where I've sold out of them and I went to order them again. And um, I was thinking, well, maybe should I should I order them again or have I basically wiped out the market? And then they start coming back for warranty work Aye. where I have to spend time stitching them back up where they're a really cool idea, but they're rushed to market. Uh, the, the ones that I want is um, Fourth Elements coming out with a set of neoprene, like foamy neoprene, the kind that you'd have in a surf suit that's really warm, but you can't compress it. But they're having like a foamy neoprene dry suit liner that's like dry glove liner. And so if you pop a hole in it, you're not freezing. You're not flooding your suit. You're just you've got a wetsuit underneath it. And because nothing sucks more than jumping in for a for a 40 minute drift and three minutes into it, you put a hole in your glove. And you're yeah, in, once you're committed. Yeah, it sucks because that's a lot of work to work your way back up with a numb hand. But I mean. I'm going to make it out there for sure when the river opens up with you guys. Have you guys ever dove Hardy Dam? No, I haven't. No. There's, um, it's on your side of the state. It's, I think it's halfway between you and um, uh, Traverse City. But there's supposed to be a train bridge in the river in about 50 feet of water, just north of the dam, or just downstream from the dam. On the Muskegon River, river in Big Prairie Township, Nuego County. Is that where it is? Um, what you just oh you just pulling it up you're googling yeah, it yeah on Wikipedia you ever heard of Wikipedia <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> love it. <laughs> you, you can hear as Rich was saying that everybody's typing <laughs> yeah. it actually came up great sweet yeah well, but that's, it, I'm on the uh, DNR site actually yeah there but a buddy of mine who's on the state police um I it, it's like friends in high places kind of thing. Um, one of my really good, one of my instructors that works for me and one of the guys that I really enjoy spending time with and diving with, he, uh, he's on the, uh, the dive team for the the state police and they get to do all sorts of really cool dives. And this year he goes, he goes, since I'm in charge, yes, you can come anytime we're going diving. I'm like, sweet. Right. <laughs> so yeah, they're going to go do this, this hydroelectric plant. I it's, it's somewhere down. I mean, you can do a shore dive from it. 
but it's um it's supposed to have a whole bunch of stuff underneath the the down river from it but i mean i i i just think it'd be cool to go see a a bridge it the bridge is down river from the dam i think that's what they said it may it may be wrong i mean i've got people that if i was going to go call i was just hoping you guys knew cuz i i mean I know very little about it, and that was a, you don't go diving in a river place like that without somebody who's been there before. Right, right. Unless you're pretty sure of your entry and exit point, especially near a power station like that, because we jump in off that boardwalk, and every freaking Department of Homeland Security alarm will go off like crazy. <laughs> and the only thing that might save us is we don't have bombs in our hands. Yeah. Yeah, unless Mac, yeah. unless Mac wants to go fishing your ice diving, yeah. <laughs> gonna have to ask if you don't have any fishing devices before we go. Do well, the, the problem with Mac is if he doesn't bring them, he's gonna fly them on the bottom anyway. Right, and then he'll bring them up. That's true. Yeah, did Rich? Did you hear about that story? No. Yeah, Mac, tell him about the. Well, you got two stories. You found a bomb. Several times. <laughs> wow. You got you got the one in Singer Lake. Yeah, I'm I'm out there and I found a wreck, uh, rowboat, big one, really big. So I'm digging under it for bottles and I start pulling out these iron pipes. Uh-huh. I made a collection. And then I got them up on the surface and I realized uh, that the knobs on the top were not little uh, extra caps. They were uh, mercury switches. Oh my God! What were they doing with them? Fishing? Well, they were dropping them and fishing, and then when it hit the bottom, it would go sideways, activate the battery, boom. Well, in Singer Lake, it's about 100 feet of muck, so they'd just go straight, and they wouldn't fall over. Fortunately, oh by the time I got there, the batteries were dead. Otherwise, it could have been very interesting. Yeah, that's that could have been. So wow. I got them. I turned them into the state cops, made a call. They came over. They were not impressed at all. But you got to remember, this is 20-odd years ago. <laughs> Nowadays, they'd go hermitile on me. Yeah, they. Uh, we. Um, I was part of... Uh, Operation Troubled Waters. It was a practice for a um, terrorist attack on Detroit, and they were trying to blow up the water intake system. And so we had to go down and actually pick up. The whole thing was they laid a whole bunch of shape charges down and a bunch of other stuff that we had to go pick up and recover or at least mark. And um, they were all fake stuff, obviously, nothing real. But the bomb squad was out there. And they were practicing what they would do if we handed them a, a real bomb, how they would go and detonate it and, and get rid of it. So they uh, they go back to base. They're um, 15 minutes back at the base, and someone on one of the dive team finds a phosphorus rocket, like a real bomb, mm-hmm. that had drifted down there pretty much from the what they're figuring had come down from the um, shooting range way up north. So they get the call back out. If they had waited another 15 minutes to make the call, they all would have gotten a mandatory four hours of overtime. Oh. <laughs> so they, they thought it was a joke when they came out. They're like, no, you're kidding. No, get your ass over here. We found a bomb. So they had to go detonate it right there and, and oh, do yeah, a real nice. live fire oh. exercise. But that was that was something really funny because they're like, man, if you had waited 15 minutes, we could have all gotten four hours of mandatory overtime. Oh. So. Well, and then Mac, tell them about the time where you were... We're, we're doing the railroad bridge, and we came across a uh, case of railroad torpedoes. I don't so know what those are. Up, uh, you know those things about as big as a, a big marble? Bigger than a marble, but a, a, a boulder, you know when you used to play marbles? Yeah. Okay, and you take them and you could throw them down and they go bang really yeah. big? Well, 
these were rather large, and what they used to do is put them on the railroad track. Trains would come across them, and they could feel the impulse and the, the noise from it, and they'd send messages with the railroad torpedoes to the railroad. So it's sort of logical that you'd have them, but why they had a case of them under the bridge? Well, it was in a wooden case. Pretty neat. Well, we brought so it the up. Is the bridge underwater too, or is it? No, no, no. It was a railroad bridge. It's still in use. Okay. But uh, we brought it up, took it over to the police station. Of course, they took it inside. And about the time, some people who are a little smarter than us and themselves, you know, when this dries out, that's really unstable. Maybe we don't want to have it in the police station. <laughs> wow. So then they made it sort of everybody exit with the explosive devices. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that was sort of fun. <laughs> that's awesome. But if you want to find munitions. They'll dive with uh, Mac. <laughs> they're, they're up in Port, you know where Port Clinton is. Yeah. Around the uh, uh, one power plant up there, the nuclear plant, uh, Davis Bessie. Uh-huh. The firing zone is on the opposite side of the lake that feeds that. So when they've done beach patrol, they've actually come across rockets from, you know, aircraft rockets. Wow. That there's a firing zone out there and they didn't detonate or something so it sort of comes back into shore. Wow. So there's probably some good stuff we could find out there. Yeah. I don't need, yeah, that's, that's something that, that <laughs> when that scuba tank went off in that guy's house, buddy of mine who lives in that, in that same area of Fayetteville, he, uh, he sent a letter to me, he sent me the copy of the link right away and says, I hope this isn't you. And all I can think of is he didn't have his cleaning done right. A lot of those old timers are still using old stuff, old ways of thinking. Oh, so, so there wasn't yeah, an oxygen wanna, cleaned. It was probably not. It was probably oxygen cleaned once in his lifetime, but it hasn't been done every year like it's supposed to be. And all you need is one bad fill. Well, you don't need that to get the attention of your neighbors. No. I had a pressure disc go off on 120 in my garage when I wasn't home. Nice. I got a call from my wife about the neighbors wondering what that screaming noise was coming from my garage. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's something that I that I try to to keep from happening and keep it a minimum. But yeah, I've blown up, blown my my share of burst discs. It's funny because when you get one go on your tank after this many years, I don't even flinch. <laughs> and people people notice it, so I'll have like I'll be filling a customer's tank and the burst disc will go off, and I'll just reach down and turn off the thing like it was no big deal. And he goes, "Dude, you didn't even flinch." I'm like, yeah, it's part of the, the occupational hazard. It just happens. It's part of the advanced training I've received. Yeah. Well, if you ever want to play with somebody, have a paper bag, one of those uh, brown lunch bags, fill it with air. <laughs> and uh, have them go, hey, man, is that tank getting warm? And have them put their hand on it and go, bam. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> that would it's be the, horrible. It's the best joke ever. Why do you get the smell you out? You just have a portable defibrillator handy just in case. <laughs> yep. Well, I, I remember when Jim and I were still in the class. We hadn't even done our open water yet, and you had that O-ring go. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to act like you're like uh, everything's fine, but that makes you jump the first time you hear that whistling. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah, because you just don't know. It just it's it's making a noise, and you know, is that like uh you know like a ticking before the bomb goes off or no? <laughs> It's funny. I've had hoses go off behind my head when we were underwater. I've had uh, hoses go off at the quarry. I've had burst discs go off. Um, a buddy of mine sheared off his, uh, like completely sheared off his left post on a cave dive scootering. 
Whoa. <laughs> thousand feet back into the cave, and he shears his left post clean oh. off. Ooh. He said that was a loud roar. So yeah, yeah. It separated from the. Uh, it, it basically it saved. It, it missed his regulator, but took the handle and all the brass clean off down to the, down to the uh, regular post. So yeah, that'll well, wake you up. The good news is he only missed his head by about six inches, right? Right. That would have hurt. Just stung a little. Yeah, well, good show. I'm looking forward to hearing it edited. Yep. Well, we'll we'll edit it down. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do it tonight. I've been up late so many nights. This one might have to wait till tomorrow. And then maybe after, oh, who knows, maybe sometime this weekend. <laughs> well, actually, while I was lurking, I got a whole bunch of stuff uh, done, so I'm pretty pleased. When I was sitting there just listening to you. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to leave you be. It's about that time. It is. Yep. It is, and I'm going to sign off, too. It's good to talk to everybody. Okay, and then, yeah. and then Craig's in the chat room, and he's he's asking what I, I use to record and edit. And uh, I'm using, I was using, I started with Audacity, and then I went off to use the Adobe Sound Booth. And the Sound Booth was good, but it was just such a headache. Uh, it was a little overkill. And then Adobe was started complaining about my video driver. I don't know why in a sound program, but then I went back to Audacity again. Yeah. See you guys later. See ya. All right. Good night. Good night, Mac. Good night. Good night, Jim. Good night. I'll see you guys. Bye. Bye. Night, John boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. Have a good good week. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. See ya. All right. Bye.